Hi, everybody. I'm Pastor Larry Huck, and welcome to Standing with Israel on Charisma's Podcast Network. You know, standing with Israel is one of the most important things that you will ever do. And let me give you two reasons. Number one, as Paul said in the book of Ephesians, that the two shall become one new man. You and I are fulfilling Bible prophecy in tearing down the wall that divides Jews and Gentiles. The second thing is, by tearing down this wall and rebuilding the tabernacle of David in our hearts, we are preparing the world for the coming of the Messiah. Standing with Israel is the father of all blessings. So get ready for God's wisdom, favor, anointing, and blessing. Now let's get into today's message. Give the Lord a clap offering. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. I want to ask you this morning, open up your Bible to the book of Ezekiel chapter 37. And while you're turning there, these teachings are out of my new book, Seven Living Prophecies. The reason I wrote this book on seven prophecies that are miraculously being fulfilled out of the Word of God in our generation is because God's Word promises us when you see these things begin to happen, look up for your redemption draws nigh. We've seen a season of prosperity. We've seen a season of miracles. We've seen a season of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We've seen a season of healing. And it's come and then it's gone. But very seldom have we seen a multitude of the gifts of the Spirit, a multitude of the miracles of God. But God says in the last days, it, right before the coming of the Messiah, it won't be a pocket of healing and a pocket of prosperity and a pocket of signs and a pocket of miracles. God says, I will, when you see these things happen, I will pour out of my spirit and God will shout to the world that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who we all have access through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that he is almighty God, and he is saying this to us right now. We need to get ready. Look at these signs and get ready, not for a sprinkling, not for just once in a while, not for just a few times through the year, but an out pouring of the power and the blessing and the finances and the miracles of God. Can I have an amen? First thing that I pointed out in the book is the discovering of a Jewish Jesus. He's from Jerusalem. He's from Israel. He was circumcised. He, he ate kosher. He celebrated Russia. And yet the church world has been trying to push off that Jesus really wasn't Jewish. He was Palestinian. But this is not a new thing. The devil has done a real good job of stealing the Jewishness of Jesus. Yet, the Bible says in the last days, the eyes of the nations, the eyes of the Gentiles, the eyes of the church would be open. Now, the second prophecy in chapter 2 is breaking the curse so that we can walk in the blessing. Now, if I read my Bible right, and I believe I do, the Bible says that the latter rain will be greater than the former. When Jesus started, there was no question that Jesus was a Jew, that God 
had called as his only begotten son to bring salvation and miracles and deliverance and healing and authority and dominion to the whole world, to the whole world. But we need to remember what God said prior to the blessing. You know, we, we talk about the avos of a thing or the evot of a thing. And in Hebrew, that means the father. Without the father, nothing can be birthed. It's the thing that brings all the rest of the blessings that follow. The very first blessing in the Bible is God says in Genesis 12, I will bless those who bless you. Now, to us, that's not a big deal. But you can go to almost any church around the world, no matter what denomination, and they'll talk about the Jews killing Jesus and blaming the Jews for killing Jesus. And it goes further. We'll get to this in just a moment. And God says, not only will I bless those who bless Israel, but I will curse those who curse Israel. If we're going to get a harvest, we've got to kill the tear. And the number one tear, the first curse in the Bible is a warning. Don't you curse Israel or the Jewish people. This is why we've only had a period of healing, a period of prosperity, a period of miracles, a period of the gifts of the spirit. We haven't killed the tear that's been choking out. But when you and I rise up and we start standing with the nation of Israel, we start blessing the nation of Israel, we start being a blessing in the nation of Israel, God said, I will bless those who bless you. Number three, and this is where I went this morning, the Bible says this is the greatest sign that I'll give to the entire world. As a matter of fact, God says this will be a sign to the nations. It will be a banner or it will be a flag to the nations. This is the largest sign or largest flag or largest banner that I'll ever give, I'll ever give to the nations of the world. In Hebrew, the word nation means Gentiles. This will be a sign to the Gentiles. The book of Hosea talks about Israel being the fig tree. Now you take that from the book of Hosea, that Israel is the fig tree. Not only does Hosea teach it, Jeremiah teaches it and others, but Israel is always known as the fig tree. Now take that, even though it's the Old Testament, connected to the teachings of Jesus in Matthew 24, 32. Let me read this quickly. Now learn, and I love that Jesus said this. Don't just hear it, learn it. Grab a hold of this. Learn what I'm saying here. Now learn the parable of the fig tree, fig tree Israel. When its branches has already become tender, and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the door. Assuredly, I say unto you, this generation will by no means pass till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass, but my word will by no means pass. When Jesus is speaking, he's speaking to Jewish people. So they understand the prophets. 
They're raised up every day in the Torah, in the Bible. So they understand. Jesus said, but let me explain to you what the fig tree is. Learn this. Fig tree they know is Israel. And he says, when this takes place, when this happens, understand that the end is right at the door. When you see this happen, when you see Israel become a nation, this will be a banner, a waving flag to the entire world. But I want you who are the children of God to understand more than anyone that the end is knocking on the door. That generation will not pass away. In 1948, Israel became a nation. In hearing God say that a nation would be born in one day, Isaiah the prophet said, who's ever heard of such a thing? This is impossible. Now, we know nations have been founded. We celebrate the birth of America, the, the birth of Mexico. Never in the history of the world has a nation no longer existed and had a rebirth. How many have ever heard of replacement theology? Replacement theology is the biggest curse that's on the church. It's the biggest lie the church has ever put out there. Replacement theology says these words. We're the new Israel. God is done with the Jewish people. God is done with Israel. We're the new Israel. As a matter of fact, many churches, the reason why their denominations don't support Israel is they feel, now this is the absolute truth, they feel that the Jews are occupying our land. This is what the Crusades were all about. This is why the Pope sent the, the Christian soldiers in to kill the Jews and kill the Muslims because Jerusalem belongs to us. Jeru Israel belongs to us. And let me say this because they can take any soundbite you say and make it say what you haven't said. That statement is a lie. Israel is the apple of God's eye. Israel are the chosen people. That land belongs to the Jewish people. End of Can I have an amen? Okay, but here's where the lie came in. There were no scriptures. When the church began, they just took what the church leaders said, and that was it. But then, as the church began to grow and the world began to change, all of a sudden we have scriptures. All of a sudden we have Bibles. And all of a sudden, the people in the, in the pews started reading God's word. And they started talking and saying, maybe we can't trust the Bible. Maybe the scriptures aren't true. Maybe they're not really inspired by God. And this one thing, this one thing is what caused that. Because the prophet said, a nation Israel would be born in one day. And they're looking at this and they're saying, this hasn't happened. If this hasn't happened, and this is a false teaching, then maybe the rest of the scriptures are false teaching too. So they begin to question the Bible. So the church fathers, instead of saying, listen, God's not on our timetable. That's why Hosea says, even if the promise tarries, wait for it. Even if it's not on your timetable and on your ways, wait for the promise. But they didn't. So in order to explain it to the church, they got together and said, how do we tell them 
the meaning of this prophecy when it hasn't come to pass. And in the natural, there's no way it can come to pass. So they came up with replacement theology. Now, this is historical fact. They came up with, oh, God's not talking about the Jews. We're the new Jews. God's not talking about the old Israel. We're the new Israel. And so the replacement theology came up because of this scripture that God said, I will bring them from the four corners of the earth and they will establish my home in Jerusalem. Well, that hasn't happened. So instead of waiting for the word of God, we come up with a doctrine and that doctrine has done more damage until now because after 2000 years, Israel became a nation again. Do you have Ezekiel? Chapter 37, verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. The Old Testament has never changed because we have ancient records of those scriptures. And in that, Every word that's in there, every letter that's in there has a direct meaning to it. Now, you understand this when we talk about dry bones. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones, full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, they were very many in the open valley, and indeed... They were very dry bones. Thank you for listening to our Standing with Israel podcast with Pastor Larry Huck. We truly believe that building bridges between Christians and Jews is a sign of the end times and will prepare the world for the coming of the Messiah. If you would like to learn more about why we stand with Israel and at the same time be a blessing to the Jewish people, we encourage you to send for Pastor Larry's latest book, Seven Living Prophecies. It's an incredibly insightful and prophetic book that will lead you into the blessings of God and will send it to you for any size offering to our ministry. Your contribution will be used to support our charitable work in Israel, which includes supporting elderly Holocaust survivors and Project Aliyah, which brings the Jews home to their ancient homeland, Israel. To donate, please call us today at one 800 204 6545 and speak with one of our helpful operators. You can also go to our website and make your donation at lhmpodcast.org. Again, please call 800-204-6545 or go to lhmpodcast.com to make your donation and request a copy of Pastor Larry's latest book, Seven Living Prophecies. Thanks for listening today. God bless you for your prayerful and financial support. And tune in next week for another Standing with Israel podcast with Pastor Larry Huck.